All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host, as always, TJ, and today we're going to talk about the most underrated fitness protocol for rugby, why most people don't do it, and why I would guarantee your game is going to get better if you do this fitness protocol. So you want to pay attention to this video. Okay, so to start the video, I'm not going to like build it up or, or even ask for likes and subscribes right now. I'm just going to get right into it. The most underrated fitness protocol that there is for rugby is going to be your low intensity, steady state work. And immediately there's going to be one of two reactions from you guys that are watching this video. Some of you already know, yeah, that's probably quite good and, and maybe I should do more of it. For you guys, I'm going to explain exactly why it's that great and why you should be doing more of it. Some of you guys are not sold at all on it. Some of you guys um, think that it's got nothing to do with rugby. Rugby has played at a much higher intensity. Um, you know, rugby, you don't go for long, slow runs when you're doing rugby, so it doesn't really add any specificity. It's not good. And I'm going to explain to you why that is not the case, why you might see, like, why that appeal makes sense, but also why actually you should be doing low intensity steady state and it and this graph or this meme should i say um is going to give you a little bit of an insight as to how this thinking goes but it definitely it, it, there definitely is a lot of truth to it right you start and it's kind of in you know when you first get into rugby i remember if you watched my video from like a few months ago i spoke about when i was like 15 or 16 or maybe even younger and all I did was go for runs and that absolutely massively helped my my rugby performance. Now, I could have done that a lot better, but the point is that that's I I didn't know anything about rugby fitness at that point. So I was this 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 whatever that simpleton is right at the start of this graph. Then as I started to understand rugby fitness and I started to like try to really care about doing being as specific as I could, being as like intentional with my rugby performance as I could but in the gym not just training like a bodybuilder or not just you know doing random stuff I started to really try to you know overcomplicate in my fitness work so you know to batters circuits these days it wasn't back in the day when I was doing my fitness Broncos wasn't really a huge thing but people do that time and time and time again they do lots of sprint intervals and they think that they need to be rugby specific but once you've watched this video we're going to push you over to the top end of the IQ people the, the monk here who just says I'm just going to go for a run and a bike or a bike to work on my fitness and you'll see that this does have huge benefits so what is low intensity steady state work because some people like get it wrong. They think they're going to go for a low intensity run and they just go and basically do a five kilometer time trial. That is not low intensity steady state. Low intensity steady state has to make sure that it ticks these boxes, right? You can work continuously for 20 to 120 minutes. I mean, technically you can work less than 20 minutes, but the time to benefit ratio is going to be really small there because you spend you know, five to 10 minutes at least warming your heart rate up or warming your body up to get to the heart rate zone that you want to be in. If you do a session that's just 15 minutes, you're going to get really minimal benefit for the time. The idea here is that because it takes five to 10 minutes or a little bit to get up to the heart rate that you want to go, you can keep going and then you sustain that heart rate. You then sustain that effort and therefore you get all of the benefits. So once you've reached that warm up 
like pinnacle, right? Once you've hit your, your zone that you want to be in, you stay in that for, yeah, 20 to 120 minutes, depending on your fitness levels, depending on the modality that you're using, depending on the time of your season, the time of your periodization, and the time that you have available. The whole point with zone two stuff or the low intensity steady state work is that your pace is kept to a steady state throughout. You're not trying to increase or decrease as you go. Sometimes if you're not as efficient as you think, you will end up slowing down to kind of stay in zone two or to stay in your low intensity zone. But that suggests to me, if you're doing that, that you're actually going, you're starting out a little bit too high intense, right? If, if you're, if you're having to slow down to stay in that steady zone, then that shows that you, your, your initial effort was just a little bit too high and you adjust sequentially. And over time, again, you keep it steady. Mostly, with low intensity steady state, it's going to be cyclical work. So, not talking about cyclical as in you're on a you're in a bicycle, but you're you're moving in a cyclical manner. So, running is another example, or a, a rowing machine would be an example. It's very difficult to do low intensity steady state work on the rower. The elliptical is another example. Different types of bikes are also good examples. Swimming is also kind of an example, but again, difficult to do at this low intensity for a long period of time and again kept at a low intensity sometimes like if you're using a heart rate monitor or if you're using an apple watch or if you're using a smartwatch or anything like that they're usually very good at getting not necessarily your zone but getting a decent approximation for your heart rate and again you're going to go for 60 to 70 percent of effort I prefer to use a talk test, so you'll use 12 words. I usually say, this is my 12-word sentence to check that I'm in zone two. And actually, it's more than 12 words. (laughs) But you get the point, right? Because I'm able to say those words, that's my talk test. That means that I'm not exerting too much effort. If I get out of breath as I'm saying those words, then I'm going a little bit too fast. You can also do this on pacing, right? You get to know how fast you go or power output if you're on a bike, what is going to keep you at this low intensity zone. And that's it, right? That's the most important thing is that you're not working too hard. So when I said that I used to do 5k time trials or I used to run as far as, as, as for a distance, but kind of as fast as I could, that's not low intensity. Even though it's relatively low intensity compared to like a 100 meter sprint, it's actually not working the right zone. You're not getting the benefits that you're hoping to get or that we're hoping that you get from or that we're knowing that you're going to get actually. We're not hoping for these benefits. We know that these benefits exist with low intensity steady state work if you keep that intensity low. Rugby players tend to go too fast. They tend to go way above that 70% and they'll push themselves even if they're going, you know, they go for a two mile or a three mile jog. They end up pushing themselves too fast and push themselves out of that heart rate zone and therefore they're not doing the right protocol and therefore they're not going to get the benefits. Speaking of which, I think that's actually one of the big reasons that low intensity steady state work is underrated because most people get it wrong. I haven't put that here, but that's definitely one of them. You don't get that change in your physiology. You don't get that better aerobic benefit and you don't get that low fatigue cost. You end up fatiguing yourself a little bit too much because you're pushing yourself too hard. It's like if you're doing hypertrophy work and you end up doing one rep maxes, And you're like, oh, why am I not getting bigger? It's because you're pushing yourself too hard. And it's the same equivalent aerobically when you're pushing yourself too hard doing your low intensity steady state work. The other reason I think is what I've put here is that you don't get that validation of being tough, of doing that 
you know, feeling like you're playing a rugby game. The, but the reality is you're not trying to play a rugby game. You're not, that's not how you would improve. If you're trying to pass a test, you don't improve by, to pass a test by just doing loads of tests. And then that's how you learn. Like you would get slightly better over time, but it's really inefficient. What would be better is you actually just go away and read some books around the topic that you're being tested on. And then you go back to the test, you get better. That's what you're doing here when you're doing low intensity steady state. You know, you're not, you're not pushing yourself to a level of toughness. Sometimes you can do because you can go without headphones. You can like, especially if you're in the gym, sometimes it's mind numbing. It's really easy just to step off that, that machine that you're on. And you're staying on there for an hour. There is a little bit of a challenge there, but I'd say you're not being challenged toughness wise as much as you are when you're doing high intensity interval sprints or you're doing those things because they, they're definitely tougher. Like you push yourself a little bit harder mentally, but you're not held back on a rugby field by your mental condition. You're held back by your physical condition. If you're better physically conditioned to play, you're better aerobically conditioned to play, you're going to be performing better on the rugby pitch. And people will argue that it's not rugby specific, but it's like neither is sprinting without a ball like like what are we doing here are we trying to get better for rugby or are we trying to do everything rugby specific you know a barbell back squat well why not put uh, a player on your back and then squat them like no you're not doing this stuff to be rugby specific you're doing this stuff to improve at the specific zones and the areas that do improve your rugby performance and that's what this is doing it's also like i think it, people just feel like it's perpetrated through now through fitness has done a really good job of, of really pushing high intensity interval training to the point where it's of the detriment of this zone two zone two is definitely making a comeback this low intensity steady state is making a comeback um but you know for the last 10 20 years it's been really the in thing to, to talk about high intensity talk about sprints talk about see this jack guy compared to this skinny guy here and they and and like i just typed in google marathon runner versus sprinter right these are just two different dudes. They're, like, if you look at this picture, they're actually running the same distance. There is just one happens to be more jacked than the other. It's a, it's a really false uh, image when you look at people and say, "Oh, marathon runners have to be skinnier and and sprinters have have to be jacked." No, it just happens that a lot of successful sprinters are jacked. And obviously, if your goal is to run a marathon, carrying loads of muscle mass isn't going to be the benefit to you. But like, that's not the goal here. The goal is just to. Uh, work the aerobic system so you become a better rugby player. Now, why low intensity steady state is absolutely great and you should be doing it. I'm going to answer this in a, over a few slides here. So the first and foremost, I've explained this quite a lot now on this channel and on the podcast. Your aerobic system is what fuels your rugby performance. Remember, the game lasts 80 minutes, right? Two big 40-minute efforts where there's mostly spent jogging walking and standing in place that is all your aerobic system yes you are doing high intensity actions when you're carrying when you're tackling when you're in a ruck or you're pushing a moor or you're doing you know you're moving about and you're making big efforts to impact the game but those efforts are really really high intensity and then it's a lot of nothing and so your aerobic system is what fuels all of that in between. It fuels, fuels your recovery in between those high intensity actions. So the more aerobically fit you are, the more high intensity actions you're going to be able to make. If you're, if you're not very fit aerobically, you'll see yourself drop after, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, of the first half or even less sometime you get a couple high intensity actions and because your aerobic system isn't robust you end up then floundering and 
really gasping for air, struggling on the pitch after only a few minutes. And I've seen this happen time and time and time again. I've seen it happen a lot with people that I've played with that were CrossFitters, where they had a real good intensity effort because of the average CrossFit workout being 10 to 20 minutes of real high intensity. But as the game got on and on and on, because they weren't aerobically robust, they weren't doing the most efficient CrossFit training. They ended up sort of flagging as the game went on. If you want a more in-depth, like full breakdown of why rugby is aerobic, I've got videos on this YouTube channel. We've got podcasts in the podcast feed explaining about why your aerobic system is the system that fuels all rugby performance. So I don't want to get too in-depth into that. But just know that low-intensity steady state is what improves your aerobic system the most efficiently. It helps you build mitochondria within the muscles so that you can use more of the muscle and get more oxygen through the muscle, which obviously is going to help with that aerobic system. But also it helps the heart just develop and become more efficient in that aerobic zone, which again is going to really assist you between your high intensity efforts when you're playing a game of rugby. I also really like low intensity, specifically low intensity steady state when we're looking at our aerobic condition because it's so, so bloody convenient, right? You're going to save yourself on time because if you're doing a you know fancy uh, conditioning session, like a circuit training session at a gym, you've got to drive there, you've got to drive back, you've got to set up all the equipment. You, you know, if you're if you're just going to go out on a run, like the most obvious low intensity steady state, all you need to do is put your trainers on and you're out the door and that's it right? I think that's another reason potentially why it's underrated. And a lot of people don't like doing it because they don't, they like the idea of working themselves a little bit harder. They like the the idea of things not being so simple. When you give someone a really simple solution, they don't like that They because they want to find something else. They want to find a secret. Well, if the secret is <clears throat> just go outside your door and run slowly, I mean, that's not what a lot of people want to hear, but it's something that does make a huge difference i've seen it time and time again zone two also saves you as, as far as like your energy before and after your your session goes right i know when i've done high intensity interval sessions i've done really horrible sprint sessions and you know there, there's still a time and a place for some level of conditioning but it's it's definitely a negative compared to when you're doing your low intensity steady state stuff because when you're when you've got these conditioning sessions, you're nervous for them. You have to fill up for it. It's very easy to skip. You've got to put a lot of effort into getting them. And again, that's maybe building up your mental toughness, but demanding that of yourself day after day or week after week that gets a lot, especially when you're the one that's making those sessions. You're you're planning those sessions, so you're planning how how long you want to push yourself for, how long you want to rest, what equipment you want to use. All of that stuff just adds more stress, right? There's a lot of guesswork in there. And then particularly when we're looking at like different CrossFit style circuits or <clears throat> different intervals, stuff like that, you could look at the skills that you've got to learn when you're doing that. So if you're doing like a kettlebell swing, you've got to learn how to swing efficiently. Or if you're doing rowing interval sprints, like you can get a lot faster and efficient with rowing interval sprints just by altering your technique. Whereas when you're doing this low intensity steady state stuff, that's different. You're working the heart rate, you're working the cardiac system, you're doing true cardio work. And therefore, it's not about developing the physical skills as far as like your movement stuff. It's more about <clears throat> when we're looking at low intensity steady state, it's more about developing the cardio system to then help you when you're playing a game. And then the final big, huge reason why 
I think low intensity steady state can be a huge benefit for you as a rugby player is because it is low intensity. That means you're able to save yourself for your best efforts elsewhere. You can save yourself for your rugby performance. I've seen so many people, I've done it myself when I first got into this, leave all their performance in the gym. They get they push themselves too hard in the gym and therefore when they get comes to game day, they're not necessarily tired, but they're not feeling their freshest. They're not feeling their best. They're not ready for the game. So especially when you're trying to get fitter in season, like low intensity can really help you save, not just for your rugby games, right? Not just for your games, but sometimes you have to push yourself quite a lot in your rugby training sessions, especially if you're battling it out with someone else for a starting position. Like going into that training session already fatigued and you explain to your coach, oh, it's because I did this high intensity effort earlier. They're not going to buy that. They're not going to care. They're going to say, all right, whatever. You're not you're not performing as well as this other guy. He's going to start, right? Whereas if you're doing a lot more low intensity, steady state work, you're going to feel fresh and you're going to put all of your effort, not just if you're vying to start, but also to improve, right? If you're really fatigued, it's going to be harder to improve with your rugby sessions, right? Whereas if you're feeling fresh, you're feeling focused, you're ready to exert yourself, you're ready to do your best in your rugby games and your rugby training, really important. Not just that, but when we're looking at improvement, we're also looking at our other strength and conditioning sessions. Remember, it's called strength and conditioning. So if you're not working on your speed and your power and your strength, like you're missing out on that first part of strength and conditioning. You're therefore, if you're, or if you are working on it, but you're actually too fatigued, particularly when it comes to speed and power, you're not going to make the improvements, right? I've seen so many people fall victim to this where they try to do their speed work but they not only limit their rest periods within that session but they go into that session already pretty fatigued and then you know they feel kind of tight you're not going to get faster by working at your speed anything less than 95 percent of your absolute max so you need to be fresh for these sessions so it's a very good idea if you're still want to work on you want to work on your conditioning to do your low intensity steady state work before that so that you're not fatigued same thing for power work same thing for strength work if you're trying to do three efforts of strength work during the week plus high intensity conditioning you're just going to really struggle to recover struggle to improve at your strength work because of that because of the amount of fatigue that is caused by your higher intensity uh conditioning work whereas if you're doing low intensity you can do as much as you'd like um and still see your improvement within your power your strength your speed because it's not that fatiguing. It's barely fatiguing at all. You should feel fresh. And that's that's why the intensity is supposed to be real low. And again, that's going to allow you to improve. You're going to put more weight on that bar, which means you're going to get stronger. You're going to be able to move more powerfully. You're going to be doing better in your rugby sessions. And rather than feeling like you're dying every single session and never feeling like you're getting out of that recovery hole, and then you're asking me, oh, what's the best recovery methods? Actually, the best recovery method is doing more efficient training and low intensity steady state is definitely ticking that box. So then when we look at a breakdown of high intensity uh, interval training versus low intensity steady state and, you know, adding that like what rugby looks like, it becomes basically a no brainer that this should be part of your fitness work that you're doing for rugby, if not like the most important part, right? Maybe, maybe not for everyone. But it definitely is a huge part of your conditioning. And and everyone that I take with Rugby Muscle Elite goes through some sort of stage of doing this low-intensity steady-state work at some point. And you can find links to that stuff in the description below. Actually, at this point, right, 
we're in the middle of the podcast. If you haven't already given a thumbs up on the YouTube video, if you haven't already subscribed on Spotify or given us a five-star review, all those things would be massive. And also comment below, what's your favorite conditioning protocol that you use and why is it not low intensity, steady state? And if it is, let me know. All right, all that good stuff helps promote the channel, helps get this info out to more rugby players, raises the standard of what we're doing in the gym, on the pitch to improve our rugby performance. Now, this comparison... I'll run through it real quick, even though you can see it for yourself, or because some of you can't see it for yourself because you're listening on the podcast. So high intensity interval training, you know, it's usually 10 to 30 minutes. I don't see a lot of high intensity interval training go past 30 minutes because it is that fatiguing. And if it does, you're going to feel rough the next day. That's, that's not going to, you know, it's not comparable to the length of rugby which is 80 minutes right so sometimes you can do like and what attracts a lot of people to high intensity interval training is how it's over fairly quickly compared to low intensity steady state right but that doesn't prepare you for an 80 minute game whereas if you're getting in an hour 80 minutes you could even go I've put here up to two hours it really does depend on the modality and you know your your current fitness levels. I wouldn't recommend your very first low intensity steady state run be two hours because yes, you will feel sore the next day because of that. Even then, actually, maybe it wouldn't because you'd go slow enough that it wouldn't. No, you'd still feel it because it would be a lot of weight bearing for a long time and it would end up being mostly walking, but still. You get my point, right? You build up to 120 minutes. You build up that aerobic system and therefore it would give you a lot better transfer to the length of a rugby game. And then looking at the energy system work, high-intensity interval training is mostly working the anaerobic lactic. There will be some aerobic in there, but it'll be mostly anaerobic lactic because you'll be constantly gasping for air. You'll work the aerobic system as you recover, but you just recover once, right? When you're in it, you're working the anaerobic lactic system, that that middle intensity or that it's fairly high-intensity, but not the top 5% that we're after. That's what a rugby game is, that alactic system, that top 5% of anaerobic stirs, or the top 5% of your complete output. When you're carrying, you're not carrying you know, your top 20%. You're carrying as hard as you can basically every time. That's alactic. That's not your lactic system. That's a, a, a separate one. Same thing for when you're lifting heavy weights as heavy as you can. You're going as hard as you can, not quite lactic. And then in rugby most of your time is just recovering from that using your aerobic system. And therefore, when you're doing low-intensity steady state, again, it's going to prepare you better for rugby because it is also working that aerobic system. Then we're looking at like practical stuff, right? The day after a high-intensity interval training, you're going to be sore and fatigued mostly. Maybe that day of you'll feel sore and fatigued. Like that could increase appetite. It just could make you feel not as good. And that's not good, right? If you want to incorporate a lot of these sessions, whereas the low intensity steady state, you should be fine. You should be fine to work strength the next day. You should be fine to do anything the next day. Sometimes if you're doing a really long run and you, you're not prepared for it or you're doing a new method that you haven't done for a while, the muscles might feel sore. Yeah, that can happen. Um, full disclosure, like I'm, I'm not trying to be like Mr. Low Intensity Steady State. There's nothing wrong with it. Like I still say sometimes... After it, you can feel a little bit sore if you're do, if you're working a novel system, but and you haven't built up to it properly. Sessions per week, high intensity interval training, probably going to get max two. Like especially if you're doing strength work, I don't see how you would do more than that. In fact, with strength work, I don't see how you would do that at all, unless you're doing it at the same day as your strength work. And again, are you getting the best bang for your buck with all of that stuff? Low intensity, you could do up to six. You could do more. It's just how much free time you've got to do it, right? 
I think low intensity steady state is 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 going to really accommodate you quite well for this because you can just get more and more and more work in and that accumulates over time over time and you get more and more work in without that fatigue cost convenience factor obviously i've already said that before you just go and do it when you're when you're talking about your low intensity steady state whereas with high intensity interval you've got to get to the gym you've got to set up you've got to find out the protocol you've got to maybe set up the intervals on a timer or on your watch just a little bit less convenient um, whereas low intensity steady state is super convenient. You just set it up and you just go. And once you keep going, that's it. Like that's the only thing that makes it easy for you to go. And then we're looking at the transfer to rugby, you know, high intensity interval training. I don't just don't see the big transfer because you're so fatigued. So you're not working on your sprints. You're not working too much on your skills because you're not improving your skills because you're doing all of it in a fatigued state. If you want to improve at a skill, you do it when you're fresh. Um, Low intensity, steady state, again, not necessarily the, the biggest as far as like rugby specific, but that working that aerobic system will support your rugby fitness, will make a huge difference to your game. If you continue to do low intensity, steady state over a long period of time, you will see the improvements after at least, I mean, after no more than maybe like a month, you'll see some improvements after a long period of time, like a few months all of a sudden, like you will not believe the difference. It can be night and day when you do this work. So there you have it. Go run. This should be and will build the bulk of your rugby specific fitness because the better your aerobic system, better everything else is. Yes, it's not fancy. Yes, it's not intense. So you're not pushing yourself. You're not making yourself too tough, but you are making yourself a hell of a lot fitter. And then you're also allowed to save yourself, pushing yourself too hard for the, you know, the the strength work, the power work, the speed work, the rugby work, all of that stuff. Allow then can get the majority of your, you know, your your high intense focus and your high intensity efforts can go towards that, which is going to make you a significantly better rugby player. Final piece of practical advice with this: it, it definitely doesn't have to be a run, right? Sometimes. Uh, you can just go to the gym, you can use the bike, or you can use an elliptical. I used to shit on the elliptical, I used to say it was terrible, but actually, you know, it, it can save you a lot of impact and help you get into that heart rate zone fairly easily, and therefore help you be aerobically fit very easily. And then as long as you're doing sprints outside of it, you know, just playing rugby, you're going to see a huge difference in your game. Sometimes it can take a little bit of time to see on the pitch, but the benefit will be huge. That wraps up this video podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. Go do your low intensity, steady state work. Don't skimp on it because it's boring or because it's not hard or because it's, you know, any other reason, okay? Go do it. It makes a huge difference. I've seen people revolutionize, like, and I I don't like use that word lightly, revolutionize their rugby performance because of their low intensity, steady state work that they've done. Go give it a try for yourself. If you want to give it a try with me, you'll find the links to the way to work with Rugby Muscle in the description below. If you want to just support the podcast, five-star reviews really do make a big difference and comments on the YouTube video also make a big difference. So again, comment your favorite fitness protocol, comment if you do low intensity, steady state, or comment any questions that you have in the comments below and I'll, I'll make sure I get to answering them. Thank you guys so much for watching. See you in the next one. 